Hey guys, Ben here. You're about to listen to another episode of Take That on Sin Nation with Phoebe, Ben and Jess. In this week's show, we fix the great Australian spelling bee. We found out a little bit more about Jess and myself. And Phoebe and Jess headed out to the streets to find out people's least favourite songs. Remember, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Sin Take That. But now, on with the episode. That with Phoebe Ben and Jess on Sin Nation. We've got um, an amazing show today. Uh, we'll be chatting with uh, a writer and performer, Fiona Scott Norman, all about a show coming up at the Butterfly Club. We've got some letters to a stolen wallet. Who knows what is happening with that one? <laughs> As always, you can uh, join us on Facebook uh, if you follow us at Facebook com forward slash sin take that um, follow us during the week follow us during the show lots of stuff happening over there we're also on Twitter at sin take that so this check it out take that with Phoebe Ben and Jess Bashagi <laughs> here on Sin Nation with Phoebe Ben and Jess um, that is like one of my all time favourite songs and if you are wondering what's a little bit different with our playlist this week um Something happened over the weekend <laughs> that I am very pleased with. <laughs> Producer Ash, I feel like you should join us on mic right now. Please um, do. Okay. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> she is super defeated. Why is she defeated, Ben? Well, usually we have our music man, Ken, uh, come up with a good playlist for us. And while we do appreciate that work, we've decided that there are a couple of songs that we might like to get on at some stage. Yes, Producer Ash always kind of nips it in the bud. Uh, we decide we want to play a song and she tells us no. Um, That's my job. They tell you no. <laughs> I'm supposed to crush your dreams as your producer. Make you think smaller. And you do a great job of it, Ash. Um, <laughs> but this week, we've taken over the playlist. It's been a, it's a hijacking of sorts. Um, Phoebe Ben and Jess have made the playlist this week and we're so excited. It's less a hijacking and more I lost a game of Uno. Yep. And this is what Ben gets for winning. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad you're so good at it, Ben. I know. Draw four, draw two, whatever, skip. I can beat you any day of the week, Ash. That was a really convincing setup that you can beat me. Yeah, I'm great at it. As you can tell, I'm I'm, I'm a good loser. Like, I'm not sore about this at all, and I certainly don't think your taste in music is terrible. Well, Ash, I think you're going to enjoy the very next song. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> Ben's been waiting for this oh, one for five so, weeks now. So long. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I know which one this one is. Ben, I'm yep. going to let you set it up. Okay. <clears throat> Take us all back to the 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. To the greatest. Oh, yeah, we were there. I'm already out. Like, <laughs> this is the greatest song ever created by any man, woman, or child. This, much, mate. It's a great song. Come on, Jess. <laughs> this is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Oh, this is Take That. Me. Oh, wait. No, it's not. What are you doing, Ash? Uh, Where's sorry. Danger Zone? <laughs> she, that's how badly she didn't want to play it. Oh, I mean, look, Coco Jumbo I'm okay with. That one's coming up later. That's come one on. of my bad boys. That's better. Here it is. This is Danger Zone. Yeah. Take That with Phoebe Ben and Jess. <laughs> Coco Jumbo by Mr. <laughs> President there. <laughs> that, that's been my ringtone <laughs> like for a couple of years ago. I'm thinking about bringing it back because I had a great time during that song. I think you should, Jess. <laughs> Could you imagine getting a phone call from some high-end executive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm You'll just... end up answering, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, hello. <laughs> I'm just going to call you when I'm with you just to hear the song. <laughs> 
I can give it to you as well, Phoebe, if you like. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> so, so I can call myself. Fine, fine. <laughs> Just listen to the song. Uh, you guys are aware of Gangnam Style, right? I mean, who isn't at this point? There is a, the video on YouTube has actually surpassed so many views that it now is recognised. The number of views is recognised as a number that you can call on Skype, <laughs> like like a phone number. A phone number on <laughs> Skype. There's just that many views. So I thought, you know, why not call the number oh live on air? Yeah, well, this is a great exciting. idea. Let's do it. Ash, I've got the number there. You want to dial it in for us? All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh no, voicemail. We hit voicemail, okay. Um, that's, uh, yeah, bring that one down again. Um, Hello, Mr. Sai. <laughs> okay, uh, look, I think we should try it again. The one didn't go so well. I think we got in voicemail. Let's try it again. Let's see what we can come up with this time. Come on. <clears throat> come on, Sai. There you must can... be a lot of people trying this at the moment. So many people. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see how we go. Oh, that's a bit much, Si. I mean, I'm barely met. I mean, there's two in the studio. I'm here too, okay? No need <laughs> to be so <laughs> sexist. So, I, I think we should just try it one more time. One more time and see if we can get through to Si or whoever's, you know, got this number. Let's, let's go with the <laughs> number. Let's try it a third time. Third and final. Come on, Si. Now, what is this? What? 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 Is he just trying to shill his other songs now? (laughs) I thought this was a cover version of Gangnam Style. (laughs) (laughs) I've been getting really into the great Australian spelling bee. Don't judge, no judgment. I'm just going to leave the studio. (laughs) How do you spell that, baby? Seven. <laughs> um, me and mom have been watching it together. Um, my mom is super obsessed with it. She really, she like starts crying when the kids get the the answers right. Um, it's a oh very God. emotional show. You have to watch it. But I, I couldn't help but think as I was watching it, how could this be more entertaining? Because it kind of feels like your average school competition. Like, yeah. you're sitting at a school assembly and kids are spelling these words and, like, you know, they get it right, you get a clap. They get it wrong and you, they kind of just, like, ushered back to their seat. Now, there's no consequences. What is the incentive for these kids to get it right? The clap. <laughs> They're kids well. and if you be mean to them, they'll cry. <laughs> My thoughts were a little bit more extravagant. Okay. Of course they were. <laughs> so I thought, how can we put this and make it more entertaining? Um, danger. That's what I thought. So instead of just getting the word wrong and being asked to step down, how about a trap door opens and they fall through the floor? Okay, that's interesting. I like the sound of that. So I've put together a little audiogram of what it might sound like right. as a concept. Have, have a listen. Let me know if you think this would be something you'd want to watch. Let's spell. Pronouncer. The first word, please. Your first word is... Cockatiel. 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 That is incorrect. 
Jai. Tell me you would have watched the shit out of that. Oh my god, that is on my DVR right now. <laughs> I think next season let's implement that. All right, let's let's make that a show because I would watch it for sure. I just have one. Like, where did she go? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You just don't know. And do we rescue the kids? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Grand Denny's out like with floaties on, just like trying to find the kids. <laughs> <laughs> So, we've had a bit of trouble, guys. We Something has gone wrong with our intern, our lovely intern, Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, we sent her out um, onto the streets a couple of weeks ago. There's a video up on our Facebook uh, Facebook page of her trying to get people to like show how many um, push-ups they can do. She told us, you know, numbers that people were doing. Then we watched some footage back. She was not even asking humans. Blatant lies. Yeah. Blatant lies. Talking to trees. I, I, I don't think we have to explain. I didn't think we'd have to explain these sorts of things to an intern, but apparently you do. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to take this into our own hands, Jess, and mm-hmm. we had to get out on the streets. Uh, this week, we were talking to people about what uh, what is the worst song like of all time to them. Mm-hmm. So how about we play that now? Because... Intense Steph can't do her job. Okay, this is Jess. Uh, we're just asking people um, uh, worst music of all time. What is your like most hated song that's ever been released? Hated songs. Yeah. I know my favourite. My worst. That one with the SpongeBob bit in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? The new one out right now. It's got like the SpongeBob bit in it. I know exactly what song. Sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a song, and then it's got like SpongeBob last song. Oh, oh god! I'm ready. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, that, that song. I hate that song. <laughs> Let the dogs out has got to be like, like everyone knows it, and no, but yeah, who let the dogs out has got to be it. It's just so shit. <laughs> like everyone knows it, but it's just that doesn't make it any better. I'd have to say something like the Macarena or something. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that is, is annoying. Yeah, that's what we stuck Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was trying to work out, is it 80s or 90s? Or maybe even in the early 2000s, like when Backstreet Boys started pumping out their tunes. <laughs> you should just oh, hate yeah. the Backstreet Boys. As a general rule, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did music go to hell? That's, that's the real question. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> I don't know any of their songs. Wrecking Ball. Yeah, that was the end of humanity. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit, uh, a little bit too far, but some good contenders in there. Um, coming up uh, after this track, we're going to be talking to a lady by the name of Fiona Scott Norman. She's going to be doing a show at the Butterfly Club all about that topic, the worst records ever released. Um, so I'm keen to hear her thoughts. Stick around. <laughs> Bit of Backstreet Boys and a bit of Five, a boy band explosion. Let's <laughs> take that here on Tim Nation with Phoebe, Ben and Jess. Writer, performer and DJ Fiona Scott-Norman is presenting a reboot of The Needle and Damage Done, a show at the Butterfly Club from September 1st to 6th. And she joins us right now in the studio to chat all about it. Thanks for joining us, Fiona. Uh, so excited to be here. <laughs> You're getting really into those tunes. <laughs> How can you not? They're catchy as. <laughs> those boy bands know a hook when they hear one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, tell us about the show at the Butterfly Club. I'm so intrigued as to how the actual show works. Uh, okay, well, it is a top ten of the worst records ever released in the history of the world. <laughs> and can I tell you, the Backstreet Boys don't get even close. <laughs> oh, my goodness, no. Um, so, essentially, it's kind of like part stand-up, part PowerPoint, part TED Talk, past, part listicle. Right, listicle. Yeah. 
about. Ar- that's an article with a list. Right. Yeah. No, fair enough. Good. See, <laughs> See schooling. Schooling. Yeah. Listen, hosts. Oh, my list clears. Boom. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Been around the block a few times. <laughs> um, We've got a couple in front of us here, actually. Yeah, I, look, I brought some actual records in because I thought being, um, this is a youth station, so not everyone will have seen them. I mean, when I grew up, this was actually the music delivery um, system of choice. Um, cassettes were a secondary thing because they did stretch and all that kind of stuff and mm. crackle. So records were like the thing. MP3s uh, didn't didn't happen. No, <laughs> no. And can I tell you, like MP3s look great, but you never admire the cover of an MP3, do That's you? That's true. It's true. And you never go. I remember when I downloaded my first MP3. <laughs> uh, whereas when you, if you was sort of like with people of a certain generation, when you say, "Oh, what was the first record you bought?" Ah, oh, so much baggage, emotional nostalgic baggage. Comes I've with just that. seen the one that you've just picked up there, Jess. Yeah, footy favourites. Yeah. <laughs> That, your that one is in the show. Stars sing their favourite hits. Yeah. <laughs> Who have Good we got on there? Lord. Who have we got? Um, I believe Tim Watson, Trevor Barker. I don't. I don't know any of these names. <laughs> do, you know, do you know why? Because they died before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> one of them um, sang Macho Man. <laughs> I know that was actually. That's amazing. It was amazing, and it's amazing to listen to. Um, Robert Flower. He was from Melbourne, and he actually did die recently, which was very sad. He was a stalwart of the club, and I had. I had the pleasure of performing the show in an audience he was in. Oh, wow. Because it was like a, uh, it was like a, uh, one of those important dinners at a men's club. Like they were having a 50th birthday, not like a stripper. Just want to be clear. I'm not working my way through college. Um, But the, uh, it was a dinner and Eddie Maguire was there. Wow. And Robbie Flower was there and um, all these like, big knobs it was only a dinner for 12 and I performed my show which I thought this is either going to go really badly or <laughs> really well I went really well fortunately and because Robbie Flower was in the at the table I, I got to play him singing Macho Man to him and <laughs> did, did he sing along <laughs> I know this one he, he, he was such a good sport about it like he, he did actually he did keep trying to go oh that's enough now <laughs> But I said, well, why Why did you choose that song? Like, what on earth made you choose Macho Man? And, um, and he said because Tim Watson had taken the song he wanted and Tim Watson sang Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town and I have no idea why that's a particularly great song. <laughs> I feel like Macho um, Man's the one that survived the, the ages, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I, I usually play um, one of two, one or one, either that one or Michael Moncrief, who's used to play for Hawthorne. He's actually a commentator now. And, um, oh no, Mark McClure is the commentator. And he sings Don't Stand So Close to Me. Oh, that's great. And so you've got a footballer singing a song about a schoolgirl that he's attracted to. And you're just going, what, really? Oh, Oh, wow. There was no no, um, filters (laughs) back in those days. Um, oh boy! So, um, well, if you want to catch uh, the needle and the damage done at the yeah, Butterfly you Club, do. you can head down from September first to the sixth. Um, tickets from butterflyclub.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Fiona. Oh, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been <laughs> this really is fun. Take that on Sin Nation with Phoebe Ben and Jess. We've got another episode coming up, guys. Law and Order Oddities Investigation Unit. What are they staying up to this week in the criminal justice system?
There are some crimes that are disregarded by the regular police force. These crimes are becoming more and more frequent. It was decided that a team should be put together to deal with the sh** the other cops don't want to. That team became known as the Oddities Investigation Unit. These are their stories. I've got a package here for Garrity. Yeah, that's me. I'll just get you to sign here. And here. And initial here. And your mother's maiden name here. And the answer to question 17 on this algebra exam right here. Is this really necessary? No, not really. Last time I ordered anything from Mebay. Ooh, presents! What did you get me? It's my new pen. It has a titanium grip and a double ball point for added comfort. It's part of a new Master Foods. Yup. We do pens now, line. Very nice. Can I have a look? Sure. Wait, where did it go? Hey, um, have you guys seen the chief? Not now, Daniels. We have to find Garrity's missing pen. I mean, it's just that no one's seen him for three days now. It's got to be somewhere around here. There was this note on his desk. It couldn't have gotten far. It's a pen. We have your chief. We will return him for $2 million and full immunity from all future crimes. Wait a minute. Pens. Master food. Master chef. Chefs make dinner. Dinner is delicious. Delicious rhymes with nothing. Nothing in life is guaranteed. Everything is random. Garrity, I know where the missing pen is. Great, let's roll. Where are we going, Maddox? It came to me when you were discussing your new pen. Where do pens usually live? Brooklyn? Close. On your desk. Of course. It all makes sense now. So we're here at your desk. And there's my pen. Let's get him. Got him. Well, Garrity, looks like we solved the case of the missing pen. Hang on. Isn't this the part of the case where the chief usually says that? You're right. Must be having a day off. Yeah. Pen there. Done that. The anthem to Ben's life there. Bad <laughs> Reputation by Joan Jett. You're listening to Take That with Phoebe Ben and Jess. Oh, that, that hurt in the heart right there. Thank you. Oh, that wasn't mean to Ben. That's just telling people the truth. <laughs> ben. Oh. Response? Do you give I'd... a damn about your bad reputation? <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Thank you. On another note, Disney started banning stuff this week, guys. They've decided to ban the use of selfie sticks at Disneyland because they feel they're quite annoying. That's fair. Just like you. They banned you from Disneyland. Where's that I'd also like to point out right now that there is a picture of me on our, on our team's whiteboard. I got drawing during that song. It was really good. Um, I'll put a picture up on our Facebook page. Anyway, Ben, banning selfie sticks. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you trying to change the subject. (laughs) This is all going swimmingly. But Disney has banned selfie sticks, and I thought to myself, well, is there a reason that they were banning them? Apparently they banned them because they were annoying and, well, a couple of mascots may have gotten hit with them. (laughs) 
little OH and S issue. A tiny little bit. Tiny little OH and S issue. It does sound like the happiest place on earth. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, yeah, people, like the whole world should follow suit with Disney, just ban selfie sticks. I think they are ridiculous. I was thinking more like I would love to just like belt Mickey Mouse with a selfie stick. (laughs) Well, that says more about your childhood. I managed to find, through trolling and researching this, a a list of other stuff that Disney has banned. And I'd like to go through it right now if I could, if that's all right with you, Jess, of course. Sure, yeah, I'll allow it. (laughs) Disney has also banned pogs. Pogs? What's a pog? Like a Tarzo? Oh, I love Tarzos! Oh, they've also banned Tarzos. (laughs) Why would they ban Tarzos? Is that like a safety thing? I guess so. Uh, what else have they... Tamagotchis. <laughs> so confused right now. Tamagotchis have been banned. Uh, Magic 8 balls have been banned. Oh, what? Did you know one day I tried to go and find one of them and apparently, like, no one sells them anymore. Like, they I'm don't just, exist. Yeah, like, I've just, like, just missed... That's a big part of my childhood, but sorry, Ben. Go ahead. <laughs> it's fine. You know why you couldn't find one? Because Disney's banned them. Oh, classic Disney. <laughs> They've also banned mouse traps, which I think is a more thing for Mickey and Minnie, <laughs> but... Do you reckon people have just started leaving them around the park? <laughs> the giant ones yeah. for the mascots? <laughs> yeah. They've also banned, this is a weird one out of nowhere, spirographs. I don't understand that one. What's a spirograph? It's, producer Ash knows what a spirograph is. It's like a, a drawing apparatus that may, helped you make really cool drawings when you were a kid. Oh, one of those ones with multiple pens in it that buzzed? Yeah. Yeah, they were fun. They were fun. He's looking at me like I'm You're on just saying planet. words, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit sad about the Magic Eight Ball, but carry on. And to be honest, this is the this is the last one on the list, but this is the weirdest one for me: shiny Charizard Pokemon cards. Is this because that's not Disney? I think so. But Maybe. why specifically Charizard? I have no and idea. And shiny. <laughs> is that because that's the fire one? <laughs> they don't want to alarm people. Oh, hey, hey, wait. Sorry, um, I've mucked it all up. This is just my Christmas list from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> um, during the week, we, sp- we chatted to a sci-fi writer by the name of Scott, um, and he talked to us all about all things space, um, about his new book that's coming up, and uh, we've got a little bit for you now. Joining us now to chat all things science is science fiction writer and author of the Silver Ship series, Scott Yuha. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> so, Scott, you are joining us currently live from uh, all the way from America, San, San Diego? San Diego, right. Thank you so much for to taking the time to chat to us here on Take That. Uh, I'm actually very happy to be on the show. <laughs> Your series of novels, can you talk us through it? It's originally a trilogy, designed as a trilogy. The first book, The Silver Ships, was released on Amazon in February, and the second of the trilogy was Libra, released in July, and the third, the end of the trilogy, will come out in November, called Viridian. So uh, what is the actual series based around, that it was, it's become, it was starting off in a tril- as a trilogy and now it's become so much more than that? Yes. Uh, by the time I started writing this out, I, the characters just grew on me, so now there's five books outlined so far. Um, and the series just keeps growing. And I'm happy to say that the reception I've had has been wonderful. So more and more people want to hear about the characters in there. They, they've adopted them, if you will. Um, it's essentially two human colonies lost in the stars over a millennium from now, finding one another, but finding 
finding one another under dire circumstances because of aliens that have visited one of the human colonies. So it's, it's people helping one another to overcome dire situations and just forgiving and forgetting about the fact that they're different and just reaching out a helping hand. Was it a thing that when you started writing this and you say it's taken you, you've just fallen in love with the characters, is it sort of the thing that you got so involved, so invested in these characters that you just want to have them have more and more adventures? Yeah, I would say that it's not so much that as they become your friends. When, you, when, I, sit, when I sit down to write, I find that they're like good friends. You just keep writing because you understand them. You're talking with them. And like any good friends, you like to keep visiting. That sounds so cute. <laughs> I really enjoy um, like following a really good character story. Um, but it seems like the science fiction part of it is a really big element as well. How did you start getting into your science fiction writing? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to go back many decades to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of science fiction on and off for 50 years here. I think I started reading my first novels when I was 13. And I've loved, I love the potential for science fiction. What could be, what humans might do with society and therefore with one another. Seeing individuals in strange situations being human. I read um, that you're interested in the idea of uh, science fiction impacting reality. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about sort of the idea behind that? I think that space exploration represents one of the greatest opportunities for the human race on, on many, many levels. And my favorite, I'm, I'm a very green person. I've been supporting uh, a Greenpeace uh, Sierra Club in NRDC for over 30 plus years continuously. Most people don't know that we have all sorts of bacteria, lichen, etc., that actually break down types of plastic. Imagine if we could take bioengineered bacteria, yeast, lichens, algae, etc., and turn around and decompose plastic into environmentally friendly elements or compounds. So are you saying you're hoping for this um, like sort of move in the future or that it's going to be, it's going to happen? I think the way that human beings run society as a whole here, it will happen. Commercially, it will happen. So, um, Wally as a movie, is that something that could be our future? (laughs) (laughs) I did like Wally. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to grab some more science fiction goodness and see what us humans might do, you can grab the first two books in the Silver Ship series on Amazon. Or you can head to scottuhard.com for more. Thank you very much for joining us today, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, Jess, earlier on in the show you were talking about uh, the Spelling Bee uh, reality program. Yes, I made it much better, I think. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Look, I want to bring up something. um, Like, how... Say on a scale of 1 to 10, like, what, like... How how good do you think like those programs are? What, reality like TV. game game shows? Yeah, game shows like reality TV. You know the people that sort of go on them. Like, do you think like, they're they're often a little bit sad? Don't you think? I mean, ten, t- ten yeah. year old Jess would have been all over the spelling bee. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have been on that show for sure. So when you were younger, yeah, you wouldn't have like say, you know, say um like a couple of years ago, you know, still in your like Wait, maybe nineteen twenty. What, what's what, happening? What do you know? <laughs> 
look, Jess, we've been tipped off here at Take That uh, through our Facebook page, Sin Take That. Um, a friend has has sent me some footage of um, of you on a uh, on a TV show. Can you tell us? Can you tell us something a little bit? I. I may or may not. Oh God! I know, I never thought you guys would fight. This is way. <laughs> this is way before we even started working together. Um, so like four years ago, four. Is, okay, it was like two years ago. I. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh my God! You were on Big Brother. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I. I was on Deal or No Deal. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it to like I wasn't the pe- person picking the cases. I was. I was the last case. <laughs> I was that, you know, the one that shakes it in the air. The loneliest case yeah. of all. <laughs> I was number 26 and I didn't... I thought one was the loneliest I... number. <laughs> I didn't guess there's no footage of this anywhere. I have deleted it <laughs> from the internet. That is amazing. I am sure of it. If you can what... find it, I'll give you a medal because it oh, does not man. exist. That is so funny. What kind of a loser goes on to a game <laughs> show? Jesus. Well, Where's the mean to Jess alarm? Ash... No, I don't think that one exists. But Ben, <laughs> Ben, 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 you were also Phoebe. you were also in a little message that we received. Apparently, you've uh, been doing some reality TV uh, game shows yourself. I'm not the only loser. <laughs> what, what did you go on? Uh, okay, look, I'm gonna have to come clean. I was on hot seat. <laughs> And how did you go? I, I feel like those laughs in the studio were quite, you know, derisive upon my intelligence. Well, yeah, no, it's not about the fact that you went on hot seat. It's the fact that you went on hot seat. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ben, how did, you, how did you go? Oh, look, you know, you go on those sort of shows and you don't expect to win, but, you, you know, I didn't. So, you know, I know they ask a lot of questions. Obviously, they would have asked you quite a range of questions. Yeah, sure. Like, what's your name and um, what do you do? And Yeah, but more other questions, like how many did you get right? Obviously. Oh, you know, I got my name right. That was, that was a positive. <laughs> so from the experience, we can sort of gather that um, you, didn't, you didn't win. You nah, didn't, uh... I, I got no questions right. I got knocked out on the first question. The, f- the first round. The first yeah. question. I don't even know how hot seat works, but I'm guessing that's bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, generally, generally on shows you need to get the like the answers. Like you need to. That's how it okay. works. Okay, that's that's okay. It's fine. I didn't lose much that day besides my dignity and my self respect. Oh, ooh, hit a soft spot. We didn't even need the alarm there. Ben did that one to himself. Um, how about Ben? I feel for you. We're friends, you, we're friends on the show. How about we um we play a song, we come back, we uh. We get your dignity, dignity back. If you can answer a question, I've got, I've got one. It's a, it's a doozy of a question. All you have to do is answer one question. You're already oh. better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I, 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 I feel this up at all. If he doesn't do it, then still hasn't got his dignity. Uh, but all we'll, right. We'll I feel friends. good. I, I feel like I can do this. I feel like this is something that I can do. Yeah. Yep. I, for one, think you can't. So <laughs> where's your mark? <laughs> <laughs> So before the song, Ben, you told us that you went on hot seat. Yes, I did. You did not have a very good time. Not the best of times, no. Uh, it is a question-based uh, show. You didn't even uh, answer one correctly, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no alarm. <laughs> because uh, no, it's fine though. Because I have I have one question. Okay. I feel like you know if you can answer this correctly, 
um, you'll be fine and life will be worth living again. <laughs> I have put a fair amount of money on you not getting this answer. Four. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Benjamin Allen. Phoebe O'Brien. What did doctor mean in Latin? Out of these multiple choice questions, uh, answers. Oh, so it's fun. Oh, multiple choice. Mm. That's how the show works. Good. <laughs> Nailed it, Eddie. <laughs> A. Teacher. B. Physician. C. Pizza. <laughs> or D. Kindergarten. Hmm. I feel like I can eliminate pizza. Okay. Because there was laughter after you said it. He's <laughs> <laughs> really hungry. <laughs> now remember, Ben, you can call a friend if you need to. But oh, uh, look, Phoebe, I think I might have to phone a friend. Okay. Let's. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Wolfgang Gangnam Style. Always the answering machine. Jesus. Not very helpful right here. No, now. really not helpful. Um, okay. Uh, oh, what have we got? A, B. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to eliminate C because I know pizza's not right. Okay, yeah. So just <laughs> um, uh, going back to the possible answers. A, teacher. B, physician. C, pizza. Or D, kindergarten. I am going to go... Um, I'm going to say A, teacher. You are so correct. Oh, I just... <laughs> yeah! I did it! Woo! Unfortunately, this actually isn't hot seat, so there's no other round to oh, go man. to. This isn't... So, in all, all in all, you're still a loser then. <laughs> Take that with Vivi Ben and Jess. Recently, guys, I was reading an article online on Facebook about relationship status on Facebook and how it's sort of becoming obsolete. It's like this real naff thing to do at the moment to actually put your relationship status out there. And I know for me, uh, you know, you may have heard of my my boyfriend, the fancy man. Um, (laughs) He comes up on the show from time to time. um, And it wasn't really as important to him as it was to me. um, But eventually about four, six or seven months in, we did put it on Facebook. But it was this, like, real big deal, like, do we put our relationship status on Facebook or not? And I'm kind of thinking, is it something that's becoming really daggy to do? Like, is it a real old thing to do? Like, from when we first got Facebook... Well, I think I was like 17 when I first got Facebook. Um, And it was like this big thing, like, oh, you've got to put your relationship status on Facebook, otherwise it's not a real relationship. Is it no longer the case? I just thought maybe we'd bring in our youth correspondent to answer the question for us. He is six foot three. He only dates good-looking girls and he lives in a very good area. He's 18 years old. It's Scotty H. Thanks for having me, guys. I'd just like to say that that whole kind of your perspective on that. I did have that for, like, the first maybe year of high school. Like, that's when that was sort of being weeded out. Really? Yeah. So, wait, like, talk me through it. So, so like, you had, like, uh, I went to a school, a co-ed school. So, like, there was, like, a lot of dating uh, going on from ages that, like, it was just a weird time to date. <laughs> and, Check uh, out old mate over here. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> heaps oh, of dating in school. I've got oh, lots no, no, of I, girlfriends. I didn't have a date in... In seven? I didn't have my first girlfriend. Oh, in year seven, he said. <laughs> like, ben, I when was... was your first date? <laughs> Still waiting. 
totally. What's, what's the date next day, Tuesday? <laughs> one day, Ben. One day we'll get there. I, uh, no, so, like, in Year 7, there's all these people who were dating around, and, like, the first thing they do was, like, hey, let's throw it on Facebook. And, uh, Is this, like, before the date? So, oh, let's go grab a, like, go catch a movie, but first let's change our relationship status. Yeah, it's sort of, like, it was a bit overdone. Right. Like, it was, like, really, like, it was, like, it seemed to mean nothing. I was, like, okay, so, so you're dating now. Um, how long is that going to last? <laughs> yeah. Then I got to, like, year, year 10 when I started dating. I was, like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I feel right. like it's a lot of commitment <laughs> nowadays. It's a lot of commitment. <laughs> well, this is what the article was saying. It was saying that actually physically putting something out there and saying, I'm in a relationship with this person, with the inevitability of it actually going to shit, it means that you, uh, when it does go to shit... You've just advertised. You've, exactly. And then you you, ha- you turn to single and people start going, oh, I'm so sorry, babe. What can I do for you? And all that bullshit. Jessica, it won't go to shit. It'll go to... It's complicated. <laughs> it's Facebook. It's Facebook. No, my favourite story on this is um, a friend of mine who started dating this girl, and I think he'd been dating. He So basically they've been dating for three months. This is one of my like close personal friends. He didn't tell anyone. I'm like, dude, like right. me. Is he, um, Was he embarrassed of his friends or embarrassed of the girl? He's No, he's... <laughs> the girl is lovely. Oh. This guy is like... I don't understand how he gets the girls he does. He's the biggest introvert. Love you, Peter. Um, so uh, what happens is... Name uh, and shame, that's fine. <laughs> Breaking up relationships. Uh, he's currently in a very long-term relationship and he's happy, uh, which is important. Anyway, so the the we sort of like got into like three months in, they're like, you know, we're going to be official. Um, so they sort of like everyone kind of knew they were dating, but they hadn't announced they were dating yet. But um, she's like, oh, you know, we're going to announce it on Facebook. We're going to do this big Facebook thing. So she was like, okay, we're both going to change our relationship status at the same time. So he changed it and she changed it. Except he was very smart about it and he only showed it to her. So it was like... (laughs) That is cruel. That's not smart. That's mean. And so it was like, I can get away with this. Because he just doesn't like his personal life being super, like, prominent on social media and stuff. The only kind of reason he has social media is to sort of just troll every now and then and then just like his leave. own girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so like this is why it's like that's so the only So this is rule. a common thing now for you you youths to not put a status on Facebook. Yeah, like I think it's we're sort of going back a bit because I think everyone's kind of getting the repercussions of the people before us who've had all this like problems, right. especially with jobs. Yeah. Like a lot of photos now, like people are very, very self-conscious about like like don't like don't like put so i like i posted a photo of a friend of mine just like putting a finger up that you shouldn't put up and right. i was like it was just like a fun like kind of photo it was like can you take this down because i don't want any future employees to say wow so wow. it's more about your public image rather than yeah it's like it's, it's embarrassment social. of the person that you're with but then obviously like you, you've committed to it and like you were saying before the minute like you say you're single it's like hey everyone now knows you're single uh, and the best part is like, hey, I didn't realise you were dating someone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Scotty H. You're always giving us the best advice from the youths of today. Um, we'll see you next week for some more great advice for us, yeah? Yes. And so ends another week of Take That with Phoebe, Ben and Jess. We've had such fun today. Yes, we've learnt a lot about Ben um, and his failures um, and also that it was revealed that I was on. <laughs> I was on the it's deal bad deal. So, Yeah, I feel like I just need to embarrass myself a little bit as well. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, the balance is kind of getting there, but I don't know. <laughs>
Remember, if you uh, want to listen back to this show or all of our others um, from the season, we are on iTunes. Uh, like us on our Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Sin Take That. Yeah, we're also on Omni if you want to check out that. Omni app is a really good one, so check that out. This is Take That here on Sin Nation with Phoebe Van and Jess.